with the straw black over there. I'm done with it. I'm so done with it. Yeah. I am so I'm so tired of this shit. <laughs> I am tired of it. Hey everybody, I'm Elise Rio. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full-Time Black Women, a community for black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and feel the soul. What are we talking about today, Elise? Today's topic is overrated badge of honor. Mm. So, That's enough. <laughs> All right, so overrated badge of honor. Most of us at some point in time have either said or have agreed with the sentiments of, I am a strong black woman. We hear that phrase a lot. We hear it all the time now. And it's usually said with the level of pride, but sometimes there is an undertone of exhaustion. If you listen like really, really closely, you can hear like a yawn building in the background of that that talk you can hear or some or some tears in the throat like yes, you can <laughs> I'm a strong exactly exactly i want to take a nap yes that that's what you can hear um and we we tend to to wear this phrase like a badge of honor but in reality it's becoming another trope to be very honest the severely independent Stressed and stretched woman who powers through all things while willingly sacrificing her well-being and refusing help for fear of appearing weak. If you can see it on TV, you can see it on uh, in in books, you can see it in magazines, you can see it portrayed on on just about all media now. And today, we're yeah, t- but you can also see it through like friends and family and yourself. Absolutely. You know, when you really sit back and listen to it, because sometimes it's just a narrative that has been shoved down your throat to the point that you are forced to believe it. Yeah. You know, and not only that is like, you probably don't even believe it when you're saying it, but you have to say it during those hard times because that's what is expected mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. And, mm, this is something. I'm, yeah, we there. We're we're in there today. We getting we getting more real at each and every episode. So today we're talking about the impacts of the strong black woman image on us at work and in life. Yeah, this is definitely. How do I say it? Hmm. I mean, our show is called Full Time Black Woman, not part time, right? not seasonal. <laughs> Full-time Black woman. (laughs) Right. So we understand that a good amount of our audience go through this struggle, are going through this struggle, or maybe they have somehow been able to break against Mm -hmm. uh, the stereotype to feel as if they have to have this, what you call, overrated badge of honor. But we will get into this topic once we come back for this commercial break. I am so tired of going to the grocery store. I I love it most times, but I just don't want to be around everybody. I just want to relax. I want to make this easy for me. So I, I really think we should all be on Instacart. I think that's the way. I mean, that makes sense. But hey, you ain't got to be out here saving the world, sis. You just <laughs> save you. That's what you right? need to do. All right. Unplug for not only the social media, but also the rat uh, race out there in the grocery stores. Preach. Go ahead and click on that link, fulltimeblackroom.com forward slash Instacart forward slash. And you too will be able to get your groceries delivered to your friend. Oh, boo. Yes. Get it in your robe with your slippers on when you're buying it without anybody <laughs> gotten thing, got things to say about you. Shop. Yes. <laughs> get your food in shop, your yeah, bonnet. Shop, shop in your bonnet, <laughs> sis. Okay. Live in your right. freedom. And not only that, save you some coins too. Cause we ain't trying to be no Burkisha, no funds. Right. When you shop on Instacart, you are able to get access to the coupons and the deals that they highlight every single day. Click on the link for fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash. Right. They get all the latest and greatest best products from multiple stores available just for you. They highlight all the deals. They make suggestions for you on things that you might want to try. Just go ahead and do it. Click on the link in the show notes, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash to get your free delivery on your first order over $35. 
Yeah, when you get that free deliver on your first order over 35 hours, it helps us here at Full Time Black Women Podcast to continue to bring you some self-care and everything else that we can to make your life a little bit easier. Click on the link, fulltimeblackwomen.com forward slash Instacart floor slash. All right, we are back. It is time to get into those uh, uh, stats. What? We get into those stats real quick. Don't worry, sis, because you know we got your fix uh, of the week bringing you some stats. About to let you know that you're never going to be whack. I added an extra syllable in that, and now I'm off track. Don't worry about Mac. Mac returning. To the gay, <laughs> never left, and I'm still the same. Hey. I don't know how many melodies. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you remix the remix. <laughs> I, yep. Yeah. I remix the remix. Yep. A remix. A remix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Elise, let's go ahead and get started to those. But we can go ahead and get started with those. Stats for that ass. Hey, stats for that ass. Hey, we bringing hey, you the facts hey, with some stats for that. Okay, so the strong black woman schema, mm-hmm. as defined by scholars, is the archetype of how ideal black women should act. Now, this has been characterized by three components emotional restraint, independence, and caretaking. Strong black women must hold back their emotions to avoid appearing weak, portray themselves as strong and independent while being responsible for the problems of others and take care of those problems as if they were their own. Now, a quote from Dr. Amani Allen, who completed a study on the impact of the strong black woman schema on health, says, the problem is not that women need to learn to cope better with racial discrimination. Allen said, the problem is racial discrimination itself and the need for interventions intended to address racial discrimination as experienced in the workplace by police and in society at large. Um, I felt all of this, to be very honest. The black woman, the strong black woman schema is. I want to say it's near and dear to my heart because it's been something that I, I have. I guess probably portrayed myself for a very, mm-hmm. very long time. And, Me too. Um, just I, I want to say it's been to my to my benefit and to my detriment because I feel like it got mm-hmm. me through some things, but at the same time, I know that it has impacted me um, in many different ways. So, like the emotional restraint keeping my feelings inside and bottled up because I don't want to seem weak and everything. Um, the not, um, being the severely, um, independent, like not taking mm. anybody's help and stuff like that. Cause I can't trust folks, things like that. So I, I feel Is it cause you can't trust folks, but you feel as if, if you do take the help, then all of a sudden that's chipping away at your armor. Probably. There we go. Mm. There we go. Um, but I love that Dr. Armani Allen basically made it plain that it's not us. The problem isn't us trying to cope. It's the environments that we're in. It's just racial discrimination at large. That is the problem. Mm-hmm. Everything else that is happening with us are just symptoms. They're the effects of the cause. And then once yeah. we can handle or once we can get rid of or diminish or whatever we can do with racial discrimination. <laughs> yes. Once we can diminimize <laughs> racial discrimination, then we should notice a, a better uh, sense of well-being, a better sense of health and things like that. I, I look forward to that day where we're not, you know, at the top of the list for all of the ailments and we're not weathering away. I have hope. Yes. For that day, do I feel as if we will live during that time? Ugh. No. I don't know how Isha Bell going to be out here twerking at 150. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like 150 talking about, ooh, ooh, ooh. We finally got there. Like yeah. equal women's payday. Black right. women equal payday. Psych! <laughs> no, but I have hope. Yes. 
Yes. I, I keep the hope alive. Keep the hope alive. So the impact of the five elements of the strong black woman, we're going to talk about that today and how it, you know, can, how it manifests, how we can see it and how it, you know, impacts us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I not think of that word. All right. So the strong black woman schema also referred to as the superwoman schema. How many times have you referred to another black woman as a superhero? I'm not your superwoman. Mm. Okay. Ooh. I'm not the, the one to be doing every goddamn thing for you. Didn't want to turn around, have an attitude when I tell you no. I tell you yes. How many times? And all of a sudden I say no. All of a sudden I'm a B-I-T-C-H and everything else around under the sun. You know what? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I had a sense of myself. I heard that. I heard that. So the superwoman schema includes five elements, feeling an obligation to present an image of strength, feeling an obligation to suppress emotions, resistance to being vulnerable, a drive to to succeed despite limited resources, and feeling an obligation to help others. All of these things, I feel that we as Black women have played into more times and more often than not and Mm. it becomes second nature to us and once again like i said before probably at some points it has helped us seemingly to a certain extent but more than likely it was to our detriment all right so number one the first impact of the strong black woman schema or the superwoman schema is feeling an obligation to appear strong Now, this can show up in different ways. It can show up at work and in real life um, or in your personal life, rather, because at work is real life. But um, it can show up in multiple different ways. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. It ain't. So when you are trying to appear strong all of the time, um, an an example of this could be when you try to take on all things. Every last bit of the things without allowing anyone to see you sweat, namely um, mainstream white America. And no matter how unreasonable the things are, you are taking them head on uh, without a flinch, without a complaint, without looking sad, angry, frustrated, any of the above. You are just taking them head on. and. We we tend to do this because of, well, I'm going to say I assume uh, it could have roots in our need to perform 10 times as hard just to be seen. And we've all mm-hmm. heard that at some point in time or another where um, you have to work 10 times as hard just to be considered average, just to mm-hmm. be acknowledged, just to show up. To mainstream white America, um, there's no opportunity for you to be mediocre. That's not in your vocabulary. You always have to be excellent. And so we take on everything, meaning we take on extra work. We take on bonus assignments. We take on um, the microaggressions, the uh, just uh, what do you call it? Upfront in your face racism. We take all of these Mm. things and. Just keep it moving. Just keep it right on moving without without flinching and having others to see you as strong seemingly protects against those who are seeking to use you or harm you. When people think of you as a strong person, it it makes you feel less of a victim. It makes you feel less of a target in those situations, Um, but has you always on when you are always on these things can um, lead you to feel tired and exhausted and used up at the end of the day. Um, it can also bring about a need to be perfect at everything. And we already know perfectionism is a killer because at no point in time can you ever be 100% perfect. Things will happen. Mistakes will be made. The ball will drop from time to time. And that's not to say that you are not a stellar individual all the way around. It's just what happens. Um, So with the obligation to appear strong, there's never an opportunity to 
I guess not not focus on excellence, to not focus on making yourself ironclad so that nothing mm-hmm. and no one can detract from you or pick on you or point the finger at you in any way that would leave you feeling weak. So I feel like a lot of it has to do with not only, I mean, I've, I've read something somewhere. I'm not sure if I can win. You know, I just be picking stuff up left <laughs> and right, yeah. but it mentioned how, you know, the strong black woman schema is nothing more than, Oh, come on, come to you. It don't come to you, Isha. You can do it. It don't come to you. It's nothing more than white supremacy masked as imposter syndrome. Mm. Or like it's not our issue. Somehow a society that has profited off of us has made it our issue to deal with the system that they have constructed and continue to uphold and maintain Mm -hmm. to make you feel less than so you they get more out of you yes. without having to vest in you. Yes. And you embody it completely. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree with that. Um, it, it's being feeling an obligation to appear strong is another way to get us to be stellar workers, to be a workhorse. A workhorse. Exactly. And to go above and beyond. Um, but less. For for less. less. Don't you forget to put that in yes. there. Put that in there. For less. And for carrots, um, the dangling of the carrot has definitely mm-hmm. been used on us on multiple occasions. If you don't know what a carrot is, it's the instance where your manager will let you know, you know what? Doing great. And maybe in the future, we'll see a promotion. Maybe in the future, there's a possibility of a raise. Maybe you could move over to this program that will allow you to move up. You know what? You're great, but um, you know, you can, you can be better. And I see that in you and you know, the, mm-hmm. the compliments and the things, the, the empty promises, the um, motivators, quote unquote, that are thrown out at just the right moment at the brink of which you might be at your point of exhaustion, the point where you're like, I'm about to bounce. Mm -hmm. I am writing up my resignation letter right now. That's when the carrots come out. So yeah. Yes. Make a sense. It's like a sixth sense. It is. It is. But it it all kind of falls under the, the need to appear strong because you feel the need to keep going. If you can keep going, if you can just keep striving forward, then one day things will be better, right? One thing, one day your your mm-hmm. your time will come. Yeah, mm. craziness. All right. So the next way that this strong black woman or overrated badge of honor impacts us full time black women is the obligation to suppress emotion. Mm. Yeah. Now this don't go back to slave time. That I don't know. Right. What. <laughs> Could be something that's still lingering over our heads. Mm-hmm. Now we could look at it like not expressing your anger in the office. Cause you know, we're not allowed to be upset. We're not allowed to be mad at Mm-mm. something going on in life or something that just happened right then and there in front of a huge audience. Right. That anyone else is like, shit, it couldn't be me. Right. But because it's you and you have that paint job mm-hmm. and also you have this gender, then you need to go ahead and figure out how to silence yourself. You don't want to make the rest of us uncomfortable. Right. You know, um, or not express the frustration in relationships or whatever. It could be work relationships. It could be personal relationships. Not showing emotion prevents others from using these emotions against you, as Elise has mentioned before, or prevents others from assuming weakness. It always keeps coming back down to this. I can't look weak. Uh-uh, I, I ain't trying to look weak because it goes totally against the entire title of what you're supposed to be portraying. Strong Black woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, but when you look at it, emotional constipation is unhealthy. That's why anxiety and heart disease and stress and everything else is killing us. Yeah. It is killing us because we're just letting all this negative energy, these vibes, and just moves just manifest and grow. And you letting all this shit get to you, like, and then 
And it's unhealthy, sis. It's unhealthy, okay? It leads to depression. Depression. And once you get there, ooh, sometimes it's hard to get out of it. Yes. It's hard to get out of it, especially when you have no control or trying to figure out how you got there or you're not getting any help trying to figure out how to get out of yes. it. Not seeking any type of mental health help. No, that talk to a therapist, you know, because once again, that makes you look weak. Mm. And I was there. Yes. I was there. I was so afraid of reaching out to get in a getting a therapist because of how it would make me look. Mm-hmm. It I felt talking to a therapist was going to make me feel like a chump, like not saying all white women are weak, but like a white woman. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I can't handle on my own. I can't do this by myself. Yes. If it was not for people like Elise who basically tell me it's okay to go ahead and talk to someone. Actually, I'm doing it myself. I probably never would have got to that place of trying to better myself when it comes to my mental health because of the image. Mm -hmm. The image is so big. I don't care how we try to fight against it, how we say it's not us. It is there. It has been there. You have been born and bred into it. So just suppressing emotion and sometimes even going to the therapist sessions and not knowing what to talk about because it's about emotions. Right. I've been told my whole life to suppress this shit. You want me to choke on it? Right. You want me to talk about it? You want me to go somewhere deep down inside where I was told, move on. It ain't for you. Yep. You Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't deal with it. And don't worry about it. How can you do both? Come on now. So, it's so, it's girl. so much. It's just so yes. much. Yes, it is so much. So, you know, obligation to suppress emotion, it makes you sick inside and out, point blank. And it's something we have to stop doing. Yes. Clap it up for that. Clap up for that, Jim. Because 100%, you cannot be emotionally constipated. It is terrible. And a lot of it, like, we don't, like you mentioned, we don't know how to talk about our feelings. First of all, Mm -mm. it's, it's not... It's not a a thing that we're typically coming up doing as we grow. And when we get into adulthood and we get to corporate America and we're in these white spaces, we're always it's a, a red flag to them or it's a trigger to them for us to be emotional. And then it throws us into another stereotype, the angry black woman and things like that. And so you're constantly because go ahead. Our, not about to say because our emotions, no matter what caused it, no matter what the actual emotion is, it automatically gets you a tag and a target of having an attitude. Yes. Yes. Attitude. Yes. Attitude. What is that? Right. What is that? That that's the can't can't explain it. Can't explain it. And the sad thing is, you can't even really be fully happy at work because if you are, then they still look at you funny, like. Huh, what is she they up do? to? I don't know. Look, explain what this to it? me because I never did it before. <laughs> <laughs> How does that go work against you? Right. I mean, like, I feel like when we're in. So my example is when we are in a small circle. If there's multiple of us and we oh, are. In, OK, we feel good. And so we're happy and we're talking. We might be laughing and things like that. That's a problem. That That is a problem. So they're conspiring yeah. now. Get get break break them up, disperse. Um, it's an uprising. Uprising is what? Explain to me. Right. Uprising is what? Right. Well, we need. Oh, to so there right. is something in place that you don't want us to know about. Exactly. Oh, oh. Okay. Ah. Telling on yourself. But uh-huh. um, and even when you are super happy, it's it's always a question. Like oh, I like I've had someone ask me. So I was dressed up at work one day and it was just because I wanted to dress up. I felt in a good mood. I wanted to look nice. So mm-hmm. I had threw on a little extra at work in the office. And somebody was like, Oh, did you have an interview? What's going on? Why are you, you look so bubbly and happy and you look nice. So I can't just, I can't just do that. Can I just, can I just right. live my life? You feel like you had to have a conversation with me about it gotta be my right. demeanor my, and my appearance oh my gosh my business yes that's all that's my all business. i don't need you to try to have something to say to me because i'm in a good mood like you don't have 
have to say anything. You can just keep it moving. You don't have to. You don't. I don't need you to always. No, they do. <laughs> they do have to say something, Elise. God damn it, Elise. That's my job. That I was put on this earth to not only be uh, have a dominion over animals, but also of people of color yeah. and women. Yeah. I have to say something because that is what I was put on this earth to do. Right. That's my birthright. Yes. And <laughs> once again, it just comes back to making you the ideal worker, workhorse, because if you don't have mm-hmm. emotions, that means you're robotic and you can do more of the work without feeling some type of way about it. So <sighs> it's heavy. It's okay to have emotions. Mm-hmm. Emotions are healthy. They're natural. They're always there. Um, but another thing that can go along with emotions that can add to the overrated badge of honor is one of the elements of the strong black woman schema is resistance to being vulnerable. Vulnerable is such a close curse word. Like vulnerability mm. is such a curse word. We we hate being vulnerable. Um, yeah. It's such a, a dangerous feeling place to be in. Um, And it can look like extreme independence when we constantly say no to help. When we constantly say, you know, I don't need nobody. I could do this by my damn self. I could do bad Mm -hmm. by my damn self. But you don't want to do bad. by Like you don't want to do bad. I never really understood that. (laughs) Oh, my God. When you just said it, it just took me back to every Tyler Perry movie I've ever seen. Yes. Like, why? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. And I know I've said it. I've said it. I have said it myself. I, I can I can take that on a chin and I can admit that at one point in time, I have said that myself. I can do bad by my damn self. But I get the gist of it. But like you said, why, why do you want to do bad? Thank you. Point blank period. That's my line. Yeah. Like, if, 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 I mean, I understand being by yourself, but don't wish bad on yourself. Right, right. <laughs> So, anywho, but just the extreme independence is not healthy. You want to be um, not, what is it? Interdependent. You want to be able to, a give and take relationship. You want to be able to bring your abilities and your, um, your strengths to the table and know that, you know, someone else has the ability to add to what you bring to the table and the two of you can be synergistic. Um, But really and truly resistance to being vulnerable can come from a lack of trust in everything, everybody. So if you do not at least consider the possibility that not everybody is out to attack you. Not everybody is out to take advantage of you. Then you miss out. But they is. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm listening. I'm joking. (laughs) But you miss out on so much when you have that type of mentality. Avoiding being vulnerable prevents you from establishing true relationships. Because how are you ever going to be your true self with someone if you don't trust them enough to actually do that? If you don't Mm -hmm. trust them enough and trust yourself enough to know that, you know what? I have discerning eye. I know how to think critically. I know how to assess certain people. I trust myself enough to know that I have made the proper decision that this person is safe for me to open up to. And I trust them enough that mm-hmm. they are true to who they are. And therefore, this is a safe space for me to open up some. But you don't want to get got. You don't want to get got. The I, stories yes. of hardship from trusting the wrong people are just rampant out there, especially amongst us black women. And when you get got, you feel like everybody's trying to get you. This is true. <laughs> this is true. It's a it's a catch twenty two. You're gonna be got again. It is. It's a catch twenty two. Like some in some situations, it will lead to getting got, but in a lot of situations, it doesn't. And it's. I feel like at that point you have to take accountability for knowing when things were safe and when they weren't also Mm -hmm. understand that not everybody has the same standards and values and everything that you do. And therefore you can't expect yourself from another person. You know what I mean? Ooh, girl, say that again. (laughs) Say that again, because that's a message that I have tried. I've taught myself over many, many years. And I'm trying to teach my friends and family that again. Go ahead. Go ahead. Drop it again. (laughs) Drop that. Drop that. (laughs) Drop that. 
<laughs> yes, so you have to know that I don't even understand. Not everybody has the same values <laughs> as you do, and therefore you cannot expect yourself from everybody. So um, that should be a huge billboard lesson to us black women because we said before what we were expected to do. We're expected to be strong. We're expected to, you know, um mm-hmm. our um emotions, you know, we're expected to be independent. Yet we have to be caretakers. So you have to be strong, hardcore about that life. What up, G? You know what it is? And then you have to turn around and be soft yes. and nurturing yes. and caring and understanding. It sounds like y'all want us to be bipolar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> when we act out, then all of a sudden, it's our fault. Right. Which one you want me to be? You want me to be your thug friend or you want me to be your mama? I can't be both right. with an F. What is it? <laughs> but you can. Damn. That's the crazy part. You can. You can be, like, you can be strong and you can be soft. You can have those yin and yang you can't be i guess you just need to learn how to balance balance it and i think that is truly the problem that is like you want me to be a boss in here but you want me to be a servant too which one is it and i feel like i know for me i was in a lot of situations where i bossed up i handled things i took every i took responsibility for a lot of things um some of that was a, a toxic trait of mine and some of that was a toxic trait of some other people. But mm-hmm. I took them on. So I always felt in a really masculine space. Um, a really like I was always trying to control things, manage things. I was responsible for things financially. I was trying to bring things to the, to the table and everything like that. Then you had to cook the shit up, right? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So mm. it was like. I lost a sense of my feminine energy. I was on masculine all the time, all the time. And mm-hmm. it got to a point where I, I didn't let a, a man do things for me um, because I was, I was you used to doing it. Me. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause I was used to doing it. I was so used to doing it. It was me. So mm-hmm. it was just like once I had I met somebody who actually let me feel feminine and let me like feel like all right, I can I can calm this down. First I had to recognize it in myself. Like that was the main thing first. Mm-hmm. Um I had to I went to therapy. I got that out. I know I'm getting hashtag Casperch. I'm a little early, but that's okay. I had I wanted to make this point because I feel I, I feel like a lot of black women are in this space where we feel where we're we're in uber masculine energy because we can do things and we have been doing things and a lot of time we're taught not to trust and not to put our uh eggs in one basket and not to mm-hmm. um let somebody else help you. Like help is mm-hmm. is hard to accept, period, from anybody. Um, and we've been hurt, we've been used, we've been um abused, we've we've been on the short side of things so long. So we just like, you know what? I'm taking it up myself. I could do this myself. I could be bad all by myself. <laughs> right. I, I okay. Can, I'm independent. I can handle this. I don't need anybody. But you do sometimes. Like you you do need a little help. Whether it's a, it's a relationship as far as family, friends, the family, the friends that become family, your significant other, whatever the case, you need sponsorship at work, you need um, allies, you you need you need mm-hmm. people. It can't always be done by yourself. And if you continue to think that, you're missing out. You're you're creating unnecessary unnecessary stress for yourself. And mm-hmm. so, like I said, I, I found I met somebody who actually allowed me to take a backseat to all of the masculine energy that I was putting out there. And it was small. It let the, like hold the door, open my car door and things like, like I took it. I can't sit in the car the whole time. I know. <laughs> Like it depends. Like if we're walking to the car and he comes to open my door, yeah, okay. But if we park somewhere and I'm just gonna sit there and wait right. for him to come around to open my door, 
I'm like, first of all, you know, turned off the air. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I'm, I'm getting out. You ain't about to I keep me you. in this sweat box. Like, uh-uh, we good. We good. But it was those small things I noticed. And yeah, I'm, I know. I know. You know I'm what joking. I mean? But I get you. I feel you. Um, I can open up this damn door here. I'm talking over that. <laughs> if my toddler could do it, I can do it. Right. <laughs> but it's definitely a difference once you can get back into that feminine energy. You can feel a difference in yourself with a, in, in everything that you do. You have to be able to balance and be in environments that allow you to balance. And oftentimes, I, I think that we're not in those environments or we don't feel comfortable to balance masculine and feminine feminine energy yin and yang whatever you want to call it in ourselves no i think we're just not those environments just aren't available to us because a lot of us yearn that we want that it's not yeah. it's not because we just fight against it i would think majority of the time is because they're just not available to us mm-hmm. um, but we're going to get further into this discussion you know um but we definitely need to go take a quick break cool Aisha, I've been seeing all types of people with all types of things to say on social media. I don't know why they keep playing. They need to just join Buzzsprout. Yeah, joining Buzzsprout just like we did will allow you to not only get your messages outside of just social media, but to the entire world. You get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. Yes, just click on the link in the show notes, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash buzzsprout forward slash, and that will qualify you for a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. All you need is a quiet space and the right equipment to get your message out to the world. Use that $20 to get you a good microphone and some headphones and you will be all set. Yeah, you'll be all set because guess what? At Buzzsprout, you get a team of people who are passionate about helping you succeed. They are really quick to respond back if you have any questions questions or you just need a little helping hand just to get to the next step go ahead click on the link fulltimeblackwomen.com forward slash buzzsprout forward slash it not only helps us here at full-time black women but we are able to actually get you the push that you need to move forward right so get your message out to the world on all the major platforms every, every apple platform every, hey. every, 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 every platform buzzsprout hey. buzzsprout what <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it that's all you need to know every platform boom click like the link in the show notes yes you will not regret it believe me baby baby alright so the drive to succeed despite limited resources mm. I feel like because you have that word strong tapped on your forehead tat it Tat it up on your forehead yeah. your entire life. What comes with being strong, being the best, being a number one, mm-hmm. you know? So you have that drive to succeed with all these things stacked up against you, which kind of puts you in this underdog, you know, uh, mentality or this the, the constant space of being the underdog and you're okay with it because you're like i'm gonna show you yeah i'm gonna prove to you don't count me out boo boo because game ain't over yet and that's gonna push you to work harder and harder and harder till you get to that point of success but what are you truly sacrificing to get to that point you know like a lot of times we've mentioned we have a discussion so many times before at least why is it that we applaud black women we we applaud full-time black women or be able to go through these multiple, multiple storms in order to be able to succeed. Now she deserves her crown. Mm. She has to go through the dirt, yes. the struggle, the pain, the anguish, the abuse, the embarrassment, the harassment, and the sexual abuse. She has to go through verbal, but she has to go through every single thing in yep. order for her to finally be considered a queen. Mm. Why can't she be a queen for the get-go? Yes. You know, yes. like why can't she be? Why can't she be somebody that people are trying to invest in from the get go? Like, why do we have to have a struggle in order to us to feel as if we have made it? Mm. And that's something that is put out there for us, as we mentioned before. This is a system that you're just a part of. You're just a part of. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. But then we internalize it and believe that that is what has to happen. And it's so not true. You can't continue to allow yourself to be used, abused. And 
you used and abused yourself by self-sabotaging in order to feel finally I have made it to this space. Uh-uh, not at all. You have to realize that it's okay to have a drive, but it needs to be a balance. It needs to be positive. And you need to make sure that you're not neglecting your well-being in order to achieve that success. Mm. Like, it's. <sighs> I saw something on social media. They were like, sis, you do not have to continue to stick by someone. Now, this was a relationship post. Mm-hmm. You don't have to continue to stick by someone and allow them to use and abuse you and be a ride or die to finally win the marathon. Mm. Sometimes the race ain't for you, boo. Right. Sometimes it is not for you. And that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. It's all right to bow out respectfully. It is. Like, nah, I'm good. Exactly. It's it's really. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's something. It's something about um, the just the, that story, the underdog, the underdog story, and just needing mm-hmm. to go through struggle for it to count. Like that. I guess that's been our for entire lives. Yes, it's, to count. Yeah, you can get that success about the struggle, but people are like, oh, you had it easy though. Right. They gonna under. They gonna take away your credibility. Yes. Yes. Like not n- not every story has to go through all of the trials and tribulations in order to be counted as a story. Like you could still, but that's what Hollywood has told us. That's what makes a good movie. I get it. It makes an interesting story. I get it. Everybody likes a little drama, a little suspense, a little, little action, a little something, mm-hmm. something. But you know what? Every now and then it's nice to have a nice story. It's nice to just have a, you know Boring. what? She went to Sorry, school. I'm joking. I'm just saying it's what society. <laughs> yeah, no, that, you're right. That is what society says. But it's nice mm-hmm. to know that, you know, you could just, you could go to school, get your degree, or you could get the skills necessary to, to get your entrepreneurial drive going, blow up, make it, and boom, that's it. You living the life. I love those mm-hmm. stories. Go for it. That's amazing. But for you to, Yes. Feel like the need that to give me hope and yes. lowering my anxiety. Yes. So, but yeah, but for, but for you to feel like, you know what? I know I got the money in the bank for this right now, but actually I'm going to blow all this money on all the things. I'm I'm a, I'm going to blow this money on all the things, things I don't even need. I'm actually just going to give it to this schemer, this scammer. And just throw it away. And then I'm going to come back from that and and blow up, start my business with $5 in the bank account. Like, mm. but you had the money to start the business before. Like, why, why intentionally or subconsciously create problems for yourself? I don't, I mean, I know, I know I've probably done it. I know I've because probably it was done it. too easy. I don't want to have that easy button. I don't know. Oh yeah, you don't you don't have to fall short 50 times in order for your for your success to be considered worthy or postable or Instagram worthy or that it counts or that it matters now. Because no matter what you do, all of your successes matter. They matter to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what counts. That's exactly what counts. Cuz you did it. Yes. Nobody else did it but you. Right. Right. And that whole struggle thing, I mean, that was that was our story in the past because we had. We had abuse, we had racism, we had the white uh, slave owners just or enslaved Hmm. owners holding us back and everything like that. Granted, there are struggles today. I'm not discounting that there aren't struggles today, but. There's a lot of opportunity for us to move forward without the struggle. At least ones yes. that we don't impose upon ourselves. Yep. <laughs> okay. So the last, the last impact caused by the strong black woman schema or the superwoman schema. Or, or that overrated badge of honor. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> Is an obligation to help others. All right, y'all. I know. I know. Helping others is what we do, right? Helping others is what we were put on this earth to do, supposedly. Um, 
but there is a limit. You don't have to help everybody because not even everybody don't even want help. First and foremost, let's put it that way. Mm-mm. You can't save everybody either. You are not a superhero put here that every time the emblem goes up into the sky, you fly and come running and show up. No, no. So obligation to help others can look like a lot of different things. It can look like the most obvious, you know, you putting yourself last in order to show up and help somebody else. It can also look like people pleasing, um, feeling the need to make everybody happy, um, feeling the need to make everybody like you and be likable. Um, And it comes to a detriment because number one, you can't keep that behavior up forever. Number two, it's going to make you feel like you are losing parts of yourself because you're not giving to yourself. You're always giving yourself to others. And without setting boundaries, we're basically putting our lives in the hands of others. You're putting your time in their hands because you're giving it to them all the time. You're putting your energy in the hands of others. You only have but so much energy. Exactly. (laughs) And your resources, because I don't know how many times um, I've heard stories and myself included where you've given or quote unquote lent some money to some people gave just say what it is gave gave some money to some people exactly you donated money to some Mm -hmm. folks um they didn't pay you back and it was your very last that was the end of the funds until payday um so yeah when you're helping others it it can it can feel good there's we're not saying you know don't be a helpful person don't Um, we're not saying that it's not good to be charitable and things like that. That's not what we're saying. But when you go above and beyond and you are going to a point where it's unhealthy and you're not valuing, Mm -hmm. valuing yourself, um, and you're valuing others and their opinions above yourself, then that's when it's a problem. When you stop thinking of yourself first all of the time, meaning you, you're starting to forget to eat. You're not taking care of your own bills. You're helping everybody else. You are putting yourself at danger, in danger mentally, Ooh. physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially in order to save others. That's a problem. You need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself first in order for your ability to help anyone else comes about anyway. They always tell you when you're on the plane. I know I miss being on the plane. I really yep. do. But they tell you on the plane, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you try to help others. And that's your children, your family, your friends, your, your neighbor on the plane, whatever. You put the oxygen mask on first. Because if you can't breathe, how are you supposed to help anybody? It's, it's common sense. But right. at the same time, it's, we are conditioned to put others first. Self-care mm-hmm. is not something that is um readily taught is not something that we are so familiar with that we just I'm just gonna take care of myself first. I'm just gonna handle myself first and then I'm gonna look out for it. that's we don't think like that. It's always community no, first. We're, we're we're a part of a community. Yes. Right. Yes. And being a nurturer, yes. that just comes natural because you do create and carry life mm-hmm. within you. So just thinking about that and also how people have cared for you, you want to pass that on as well. That's just a part of who we are. But you got to watch out for those people who are definitely trying to use you. Yes. That includes, you know, the uh, people at your office, your coworkers, your management, your supervisors, uh, your uh, direct reports. You know, they may see that you are a caring person and somehow, some way they're going to be able to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we get to that point that we don't want to be vulnerable, though, because right. when you, you let that somebody in a little bit, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I got the end. I'm about to use the hell out of this person Mm -hmm. so it's like you said trusting yourself and your own discernment when it comes to trusting people because it's very important because then you get to the point where you said you're empty but you're still trying to pour into others yes how right how where is this coming from i know we got the magic but you can't be using your fairy dust on everybody Mm -hmm. you gotta be able to like your your fairy boss mother dust (laughs) you can't use your fairy boss mother dust on everybody You got to be very, very selective when it comes to that and just realize that helping others starts with helping yourself. Yes. As Elise mentioned before, 
Um, let's go ahead and get into hashtag Casperish. I mean, at least you mentioned a few things ahead of time um, about how you yourself got wrapped up into the strong black woman schema. And I just want to share how, you know, it has impacted me both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say positive is that I protected myself and my opinion. Now it could be to the detriment uh, of who I was in the past, whatever, but I feel as if because I had a strong black woman narrative placed into my mind young, um, at a young age, I was able to preserve who I was as an individual because I didn't have too much input coming in from multiple people mm-hmm. telling me of who I should be and how I should be outside of just doing things on my own. So I didn't have I guess I didn't really take advantage of the community around me for help. But at the same time, I wasn't taken advantage of by the community mm-hmm. for help. It's yep. like the same yep. thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure exactly how to put it. And um, the vulnerability, that's still a huge thing for me. You know, it's something that I work on on a regular basis. Now, there are certain people in my life who have unlimited access to me. I'm extremely vulnerable to them, but that took me a long time to get there. It's not something that happens right off the bat. Um, It takes a lot, a lot, a lot of time, a lot, a lot, a lot of years, a lot, a lot of trust Mm -hmm. to get to um, that point. And that could have been a reason why a lot of relationships, uh, both professional and personal, didn't work out because I didn't allow that uh, wall to be taken down um, in the time that individual felt it should have been. Um, and that's okay because it always yep. wasn't for me, yep. you know, and if it's something that I missed out on, it wasn't for me either, you know. Um, I would have to say also with the strong black woman thing, I'm done with it. I'm so done with it. Yeah. I am so, I'm so tired of this shit. <laughs> I am <laughs> Tired of it, okay? I'm yes. just, oh, it's exhausting. I do not want to be strong anymore. I don't care about how the older generation looks mm-hmm. at me because I feel as if that's a reason why a lot of us full-time Black women, millennials and younger, have this obligation, as we mentioned before, to be strong is because I don't necessarily feel like I get it from my white counterparts. I get it from black people. Yeah. I get it from the aunties. I get it from my mother. I get it from the grandmoms. I get it from the older black woman who, um, you know, I may not be related to whatever, but they still like an auntie get it from them because they feel like they have to pass that down to you in order for you to be protected as well. Cause that's what worked for them. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. But I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to figure out a balance of when you need to have the armor on. And sometimes when you just need to breathe and take it off. Yeah. And you can't be on constantly. Nothing can be done on a constant basis. Right. In my opinion. No, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. You definitely need a balance. And eventually you you run out. You run out if you're trying to yeah. do it constantly. You run out of, of all the things. Energy, resources, but time. But how many people we know who do it constantly. That's a lot. Like how many people do we know? We're like, sis. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Yep. And I feel You're safe. I feel, I feel bad. Cause I feel like, yeah, the, they're missing out on some things. I feel like life. Yes, yeah. Life. Yes. Missing out. And it's, it's tough. That's one of the things with vulnerability. Like at some point you have to at least be open to, to, life you have to be yeah open to inviting something in an opportunity a person resources help you got to be open to at least allowing it to happen because it could bring about greatness it could bring about something amazing yes there is mm-hmm. the possibility it could bring about some shit but you don't know you don't know and it i i don't know but for me, like I said, I, I got a little, and like Isha said, I got a little hashtag Casperish already, but as far as I can tell, a lot of the strong Black women schema, for me, I do feel at times it was protecting me, but I, I, a lot of things that I learned about myself, a lot of things I learned from going to therapy, um, I will say that it probably hurt me 
it hurt me a lot too. It made me closed off. It made uh, a lot of things much harder than it had to be. And um, I probably, I probably could have gotten a little further, a little sooner had mm-hmm. I recognized some of these things. But honestly, I wouldn't have recognized it had I not gone to therapy to even be in a headspace to consider the possibility that I was doing some of these things. So so what we're trying to say is, <laughs> as people who definitely feel as if advocating for yourself means taking care of your mental health. Yes. Sis, go get a therapist. Yes. Go get a therapist. Just look them up. Just look, just Google. You don't Google all the time anyway. Right. You might just go on here and find yourself a therapist. Reach out to as many as possible because a lot of people right now during these times, you know, have gone through something that they never thought they were able to do mm-hmm. because of the pandemic and because of work loss or because of, you know, the anxiety of going back to work or because of just all the stressors that we already deal with as a strong black woman that has been times 10 for the past 18 months or so. Yeah. Go ahead and get yourself a therapist. No matter how many people you have to contact, maybe they don't have space. Maybe they can recommend someone else. Just keep, keep trying because Mm -hmm. it is extremely important. And this is a message that is sponsored by both Isha Bell and Elise Brill at full-time black woman. Absolutely. So if you ever needed a sign, consider this it. And yes, if you like to show us a sign, you could go ahead and rate and review us. How about that? We like fives. We like mm-hmm. we like cinco. I don't, I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. We like five. <laughs> we like siete minus uno. Right, <laughs> that's six. <laughs> Face minus uno minus uno. That's so what's siete? Seven. Seven. Yep. We like siete minus dose. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, send us a review. Go ahead and rate us five. And once again, we read all the reviews. We love hearing from you guys. If you want to let us know uh, direct and upfront, Feel free to slide into the DMs, Full Time Black Woman on on Facebook and Instagram, and FT Black Woman on Twitter. You can also send us an email and let us know how we're doing. Give us any topics that you would like to hear about. If you have more to say about the uh, Black Woman Strong Black Woman Schema uh, and this topic today, feel free to email us contact at fulltimeblackwoman.com. Yeah, and while you're at it, after you have sent us a review, go ahead and throw away that overrated overrated badge of honor. It's just one of the little plastic share badges anyways. It has no value, yes. sis. Take care of you. <laughs> Not that little shiny thing that's all of a sudden going to become dull, rust, and cut you. Right? Get tetanus and stuff. But mm-hmm. with that, I think that's all the gems, all the things. So with that... That brings us to the end of another episode. We hope that you got all that you needed from this and you know that you're not alone. So remember, we're here for you full time from coffee to wine. And play your power perfectly. Peace. Bye. So it is time for another pot love spotlight. This month's pot love is going out to Pink Lemonade Podcast. Yay! 
Tell me about Pink Lemonade Podcast, Elise, and why you think we all need to be listening to it. Yes. So Pink Lemonade Podcast is a self-help podcast to help you turn life's lemons into lemonade. And it's hosted by a fantastic black woman, Whitney L. Barkley. We actually met her at Podfest. Yes. And got to connect. And I have been listening to her ever since. And I really love her, uh, her take on how to grow and thrive and strive for better um as she expresses herself through this pod okay yeah i just first of all love the name pink lemonade because it gets you right here you know it you, 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 you taste little, it little glands yeah, in the bag they just start to work and it's like <laughs> oh now i need more so right? yeah i am interested in adding this to my list of podcasts to check out yeah she definitely gives a really unique blend of transparent transparency mm-hmm. and inspiration along with her personal stories and things like that to blend it all together to give great advice on self-help self-development um getting through traumas and trials and tribulations and things and just just good old positive energy because sometimes you just need that mm-hmm. that in your life so if you haven't already add pink lemonade podcast to your list check them out and uh tell them full-time black women sent you exactly Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Full-Time Black Woman is created, recorded, and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full-Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Help us build this community by sharing with other full-time Black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. If you have questions or want to add to today's topic, send us an email to contact at fulltimeblackwoman.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fulltime Black Woman and on Twitter at FT Black Woman. <laughs>